And welcome back to this episode of the Beaver Dam. I'm your host, Grant Ingham, joined alongside Garrett Highcamp. Garrett, how are you doing as we round up homecoming weekend? Uh, good, good, good. You know, um, good weekend for uh, activities. You know, the football game yesterday, the activities, the tailgating for the game, uh, a lot of fun, food trucks, uh, games, zip line, you know. Um, it's always fun to toss a, to, to toss some cornhole bags before a uh, football game. Yeah, absolutely. And it was um, it, it's it's different for us to be able to do those things because usually we're, for home football games we're away somewhere. But the fact that um, our game was moved to this afternoon and we'll have stats for that next week and same thing with women's soccer. But um, the fact that we were able to do that was was cool and all the the food trucks and the activities there it was a lot of fun and um, not the result the football team wanted but we'll go we'll eventually get to that and um, but yeah good homecoming weekend and and yeah a big big week for uh, Beaver sports as we most teams are opening up HCAC play this week and we're gonna start with uh, women's soccer who pitched its second consecutive shutout in a three nil victory over rival Defiance College in the Heartland Conference opener for both teams. The Beavers improved to four and four overall and one and one in the HCAC, while Defiance fell to two and five on the year. It is the first time Bluffton had posted consecutive shutouts since 2013 when the Beavers routed Andrews and Ohio Christian. It took sophomore Caitlin Bird in less than five minutes to put the visitors up when she took a feed for feed from junior. Taylor Dye and deposited it in the back of the net for a quick 1-0 lead. Dye was on goal number two as well, finding Frankie Hamilton on minute 55 for a second assist of the match. Burden iced it with her second goal of the afternoon at the 75-58 mark, making the final score 3-0. It also marked the first time since September 18, 2019, that a Beaver had netted two goals in a women's soccer match. Senior Julia Gibson tallied a pair at Grace Christian, including the game winner in overtime. The Beavers piled up a considerable 22-3 advantage in shots, including 9-1 on frame. Bluffton forced 10 of the 12 corner kicks in the game. Junior Nina McGinn fired away with a team-high six shots while Dye put all of her three attempts on target. Collier moved to 4-4 four and four in the net and with her second straight clean sheet. And like we said, they did have a game today, and we will go over that next week when we have the full stats. And a good start, an expected good start against um, defiance for the the girls team and and uh, you can only start one to know one game into conference and and that's what you want to see from uh coach Gregory's side definitely definitely uh improvement is what we have seen from this women's team as we go as they're coming off back to back shutouts and uh just starting off in the right foot in the conference is always always a plus no matter what sport it is to get that first one under your belt is definitely um a reliever of some stress absolutely and it's always um you got to bank those three points against a team that you're just more talented than in Defiance, and, and Defiance is going to be a towards the bottom of the conference pretty much all year, and it's a good win for for the Lady Beavers. And we're going to move to men's soccer, who dropped a 2-1 decision to Defiance College on a sun, sunny Wednesday, September 29th. The Jackets netted a goal in each half as they improved to 6-6 six and six overall and 1-0 and oh following the Heartland Conference opener. Bluffton slipped to 4-3 and 0-1 and oh and in the HCAC. Edwin Quintana found the upper right corner from 30 yards out in minute 22, giving the leaders a 1-0 lead on Wednesday. When Defiance was whistled for a foul in the box 16 minutes later, penalty kick specialist Maxwell Kennedy did his thing, nodding the score at 1-1. 
It was 1-1 in minute 76 when a miscommunication near the top of the box allowed Armando Campos Ortiz to shovel in the game winner following a touch from Noah Svonberg. The home team had its chances but was unable to muster up an equalizer. Defiance won its 11th straight matchup with the Beavers. Defiance finished with a 20-16 advantage in shots and a 5-1 spread for corner kicks. The Yellow Jackets were whistled for three more fouls, 16-13. Jacob Kiger and Elijah Zimmerman paced the Beavers with four shots apiece. Freshman keeper Angel Velasco Urbina was busy with nine saves in the HCAC lid lifter. And, you know, a frustrating start to the uh, conference season in a game that I feel like we deserved a lot more in. Um, Defiance really took their chances when they got them, and it, it was few and far between, and, and we wasted our chances. And that's just somehow sometimes how the games go when you're creating a lot of chances. you you got to put them away, especially in a conference game where the games always are going to be tight, and, and it's a frustrating loss to open up the year Definitely. in conference play. Excuse yeah, me. it was frustrating. Uh, no matter, losing sucks, but uh, lo- losing to Defiance also hurts a little bit more. But um, I would say this this uh, 2-1 was not very uh, indicative of the, the score. I feel like we outplayed them. I may be a little biased, but I feel like we outplayed them, and we had a stretch where we were on the attacking half for about 10, 15 minutes straight and just couldn't find it in the back of the net. So um, encouraging things to see from us, but, again, uh, we just got to put away our shots, and um, that sh- we should not, I don't feel like we should not have lost 2-1. Absolutely, and bias aside, I, I think anybody as a neutral watching that game would would tend to agree with you that um, the Beavers were in control of that game for the majority of stretches um, and just couldn't couldn't come away with the victory. And that's, um, you know, it's about how, how we find resolve in the next couple games and, and try to make a – I mean, every game is going to be important going towards conference tournament. Um, and hopefully we can make it for the first time in school history. Definitely, definitely. As we've, we've noticed, looking at the standings of the other teams in the HAAC, uh, the conference is wide open more wide open than it's ever been the first two games of the season. That's very true. And uh, we moved to women's golf, who opened up with a 367 on day one of the Guy and Jean Kun Memorial. The Beavers stayed stand in sixth place heading into the final round on Monday. Junior Haley Gill topped the Beavers with an 89 on day one. Freshman Allie Wagner and senior Marissa Hall checked in, checked in just off Gill's pace with stri- with scores of 91 and 92, respectively. Freshman Kelly Klein finished with 95, and Keely Briggs guarded 99 on Sunday, playing as an individual. Freshman Isabella Vance fired at 93. And the women's golf team finished its Heartland Conference Championship preparation at Allegheny College uh, on Monday, September 27th. Bluffton spent the last three days at the beautiful country club of uh, Meadville, the 720 put up by the Beavers comes in uh, fourth on Bluffton's all-time list for 36 holes, and the 353 on Monday is fourth for 18 holes. Freshman uh, Allie Wagner led the way with an 87 on Monday. She finished 178 on the weekend, just one tick back from junior Haley Gill, who went 89 and 88 for a 177. Senior Marissa Hall parted a 188-81. While Isabella Vance had two strokes off for pace with the 83, freshman Kelly, Kylie Klein and Keely Briggs rounded out Bluffton, Bluffton six at 80, 184 and 199 respectively. Uh, Bluffton will wrap its fall slate up 
at the Heartland Conference Championship hosted by Franklin College from October 8th through the uh, 10th. The Legends Golf Club will be the site for the three-day tournament, and we wish the women's golf team good luck. And they seem to be, uh, you know, we say it every week, they seem to be putting low scores up, and hopefully, you know, it's uh, hopefully they can finish higher in the in the leaderboard at the HJAC Championships. Definitely, definitely going into the HJAC Championships is a uh, 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 good place to see where you can go, where your building block could be for the rest of the season. But uh, overall, encouraged with this another successful week, I'd say, for the uh, women's golf team. Absolutely. And we moved to the men's side of the golf program as they shot a respectable 321 on day one of the HCAC preview at Miami White For- Whitewater Forest on Saturday, October 2nd. Bluffton is currently in sixth place, just 11 strokes behind second place Rose Holman. Leading the way with senior Dominic Castrovelli, who stands 16th overall after firing a 78 on Saturday. Juniors Clay Quillhorse and Nathan Eberly are two strokes back with identical scores of 80 heading into round two. Senior Nick Offenberger turned in an 81, while freshman Hunter Joloff rounded out the scores with an 83. And we will have uh, the second day of the HCAC preview uh, results next week as they are playing today, and we do not have the results for that. And again, it's it seems to be the same guys. You know, Nathan Eberle and Clay Quillhorse playing really good golf, and it was Dominic Castrovelli's time to... Um, to best them and, and be higher up in the top 20 in that preview. Definitely. Um, just growth, you know, another day, uh, a wet day on the golf course, however, but um, something that Bluffton will look to um, take control of. Um, only 11 strokes off of second place, that is doable, and that shows just how close it is between um, the sixth and second. Absolutely. And we move to volleyball who had their homecoming tri-match and the homecoming schedule makers were not able were not on the side of the beavers as the, as bluffton dropped a pair of four setters to transylvania and trine on saturday october 2nd bluffton fell to eight and 12 overall and zero and one in the heartland conference transy took the first two sets convincingly before bluffton showed out with a 25-18 victory in set three, the visitors fired back with a 25-20 win to take the Heartland Conference lid lifter for both teams. Junior Maddie White just missed out on a triple-double with nine kills, 19 assists, and 10 digs. She hit .333 and added a, serve, a service ace in match one. Kaylee Campbell was on fire with eight kills and no errors for a blistering 400 hitting percentage. She also roughed up Transy at the net with four blocks. Senior Brooke Clumman led the back row with 16 digs, and she maxed, she smacked four kills on just eight attempts without an error. White, Ellie Price, and Courtney Weekly all picked up double-digit digs. Price added 14 assists, and Weekly fired four service aces for the home team. Campbell continued her hot afternoon with 10 kills against the Thunder in the 5 p.m. showdown. Senior Cassie Posey also drove home 10 winners at Trine's expense. White and Price doled out. 14 and 12 assists, respectively. Clemen was all over the floor with a match high 23 digs. White added three blocks, and Alicia like rifled six service aces at the Thunder. White and Weekly both chipped in for seven digs apiece. And after that, they will be on the road Wednesday in um, North Manchester, Indiana, against Manchester University, and uh, in the second game of conference play. And it's a tough way to open up for them against probably the conference 
favorite um, and, you know, heavy heavyweight Transylvania at home on homecoming. It's a tough way to open up conference play, but hopefully they can bounce back uh, Wednesday against Manchester. Definitely not, not the way you'd like to open up, especially at home. But, again, you see uh, uh, Transy with a very solid side for volleyball. And uh, looking at that, getting one set is encouraging after coming back from losing two. But um, just uh, uh, confidence will only continue to grow with this volleyball team. Yeah, and after Manchester, they go away to Franklin and away to Anderson. So a, a tough three uh, matches in seven days, all going to Indiana. And it'll be interesting to see where they stand after that. <coughs> but we move on to football. And the Bluffton University football team led 14-10 with less than two minutes to play in the first half before MSJ turned it around with three straight touchdowns in route to a 25 or a 45-27 victory on homecoming Saturday, October 2nd. Bluffton still put a 1-3 overall and 0-1 in the Heartland Conference on a day when the 2000 Beaver football team was honored for their share of the HCAC title that year. Freshman quarterback Blake Ryan connected with Andre Price for a 7-yard scoring strike, putting Bluffton up 7-3 in the late opening stanza, followed by a 25-yard scamper from MSJ signal caller Josh Taylor, freshman bulldozer Kanan Snett, Stoner made it 14-10 with 7-19 to play in the first half with a five-yard touchdown run. MSJ lived up to its billing, however, putting up touchdowns on five of its next six possessions. Bluffton sprinkled in with another Stoner score, pl- uh, scoring plunge and a three-yard pitch and catch from Ryan to Lorenz Johnson. But when the clock struck four bells, the final score read 45-27 uh, in favor of the visitors. The Lions amassed 436 yards of total offense compared to 269 for the Beavers. MSJ was nearly unstoppable on third downs, moving the chains 10 times on just 13 opportunities. Bluffton struggled with four with four of 13 conversions. Both teams were 4-4 in the red zone chances, but MSJ attacked on a 25-scoring run and 76-yard touchdown pass from Taylor to Austin Brock. Stoner ran it 17 times for 68 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Ryan completed 15 of 26 for 158 and two scores. Zane Dine hauled in four balls for 61 yards, while tight end Drew Mace added three catches for 60 yards. And it was the HCAC game of the week, and and that's what happens when arguably the best team in the conference shows up at your building on homecoming in in a tough tough way to open up. But that MSJ team's pretty pretty darn good, and they're going to be. Uh, you know, one of the front runners to win the conference this year with the best player in the conference, the best offensive player in the conference, Josh Taylor, running the show. And, and it just seemed like the Beavers, as you heard, went uh, only got three stops on third down. It was always going to be tough. And uh, Josh Taylor just mobile. And, and, you know, they call up even when um, even when it's not necessarily a run play for the for him, he'll make a play on with his legs. And right when you think he's going to run it, pulls it out and, and throws it deep, and, and he's just a heck of a player, and, and Bluffton really couldn't contain him for the entire uh, the entire 60. But, you know, 4 for 4 in the red zone is not too bad and, and something to build on, and, and hopefully this defense can show up next week uh, a little bit better against a lesser opponent in Anderson, and, and hopefully they can win next week. Definitely. You mentioned uh, Josh Taylor, their quarterback, uh, reigning offensive player of the year in the HGAC. Uh, they knew it would be tough. We knew Everyone knew it would be tough stopping him, and uh, he just finds a way to get his yardage. But um, <clears throat> encouraging signs from 
for the Beavers as the two of their captains, uh, Stefan Kalsikowski and Zach Nobis, both went out on the game with injury. Uh, Zach Nobis left on the second drive with a it looks like to be a shoulder injury, and then uh, Stephen Kalsikowski went out in the second quarter with um, sort of a leg injury of some sorts. But encouraging to see Blake Ryan step up, uh, making making some plays in the first half, and uh, just um, encouraging to see. And just can't wait to see the Beavers as uh, they hope to uh, get a win to, uh, next week at Anderson. Yeah, and they did beat Anderson last year, so hopefully they can make it two and two. Um, and you know, moving forward, just try to climb back to five hundred. It was um, they've won three straight years against Anderson, or this would make it three straight years. But yeah, and, and another good sign is um, only one turnover. It, it wasn't. Um, I mean, we've seen this offense turn the ball over three, four times, and and Blake Ryan came in uh, in relief well for Zach Nobis, and we hope Zach Nobis is okay. And same thing with uh, Kosakowski, and hopefully this this team can get healed up before Anderson next week. Definitely, definitely. That's going to do it for our show uh, this week, and we uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, check out our previous podcast. Search and subscribe on iTunes and Google Play, the Wet 96.1 podcast at Bluffton University. Don't forget us to follow us on Twitter at BeaverDam961. For more stories and information, check out our website, BluffedandWent.com, and subscribe. This is Garrett Heidkamp, joined alongside Granny Dick, and we thank you for listening to 961 The Wit. Roll Beach.